Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, and welcome back within Thin Lines. Here is a bonus episode of a conversation piece that we have been discussing probably in almost every episode. But first and foremost, before we launch this bonus episode, I want to take the time to speak to you all directly. You know that one of our missions here at the WTL podcast is to address the conversation or the stigma and have that art of conversation for mental and physical health awareness. From us all here at the WTL podcast, we want you to know that it's okay to not be okay and that resources are available. If you know somebody or if you are somebody who is struggling with demons, we invite you to reach out to us and we'll supply you with some of those resources. We'll guide you and walk you through each step necessary. You are an asset to your community, to your job, and to your family. And you are an asset to our conversation. If you find yourself struggling or you know somebody who could use our assistance, reach us out to us directly at stay at WTLpodcast.us or call us at 312-772-2200. Leave us a text message, leave us a voicemail, call us at any time, and we will be honored to guide you to better health. Without further ado, welcome to the Art of Conversation and Ketamine. Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening. Wherever you are, welcome back within Thin Lines. This is our virtual end of our podcast. In specific, let me turn that down so you can hear it right. Welcome to the virtual end and back to the podcast world. We're still doing audios. We're still doing the conversations. We're still doing our minute training segments. We're still doing us, you know, our thing, our training, our philosophies. Um, this is something where it's long overdue with a conversation that I'm sure you have all have picked up on the recent episodes, continuous and numerous amount of times, little snippets here and there. Ketamine. With me today, I have Dan Strike, one of our cadre members, uh, somebody else who's very passionate about this medication. Yeah, and, that's uh, uh, that was a topic of discussion when I first met you was... Ketamine? Oh, ketamine? You want to talk about that right now? Talk about ketamine. <laughs> you know. So yeah, yeah, it's an excellent medication that we are privileged to be able to carry and use on uh, patients, and we need to better understand it. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Why do you think so? Why do we need to better understand it? We need to better understand it because it takes great responsibility to do the job that we have, and this medication can. Um, either make the patient better or severely worse if not handled properly. What's that quote from, because from, uh, you almost said it, it takes great responsibility. What's that quote from Spider-Man? Oh, come on, man. You know I'm what not I'm a Spider-Man guy. I'm not a Spider-Man guy. I'm more of a, a Batman you're, guy. You're a Peter Parker guy? Fuck no. 
Spider-Man. Yeah, Whoa. take a look at that. Oh, I know what you're talking about, though. Oh, remember, with great power comes great responsibility. That's yes. where mine went, because I did just see the most recent one. That's an excellent quote. Yeah. I'm not I'm not advocating for Spider-Man, but I am advocating for that quote. That's, That's a good quote. So it makes you wonder, like, hey, you know, we talk about ketamine a lot. You can hear us and see us get hyped up about this medication. Yes. So I think it only does justice for us to give you a short little segment here on talking about why. Why is it that we're so passionate about this? And I don't think it's just ketamine. You know, I thought about it a couple times here. I don't think it's just specific ketamine, but I think ketamine is the best example to explain our philosophy here is that I cannot stand it when you see providers, firefighters, EMTs, medics, nurses, all that. When they see providers doing what they do and not understanding the why. Absolutely. You know, the the what behind what comes next, you know? So when we teach, and you've seen the philosophy, we, you know, you and I, what, what did we do recently in the past couple of days? Yeah, we just uh, taught tactical emergency casualty care. It was excellent. Mm-hmm. You know, this you is know? something, we, that's how we met. Yeah, you know? that's right. You were uh, you were a student for for one of my classes there, and uh, you know you showed that you were very committed and compassionate about the, the subject for tactical medicine. And you you came up to me, was like, "You like rum?" And I was like, "Oh <laughs> man, did we just become Fine. best friends?" Like, what's yeah, up? What go. you got, man? Yeah, and uh, right. yeah, you caught me with a hook there, and I was like, "All right." And then I started talking about ketamine, and you're like, "Oh man, let's go, let's yes. hear about it." And now you're back yeah. teaching. You know, you're helping me teach this program, and I think it's Absolutely. an exciting program because it's always. You know, we're, st- we're still building the foundation of it, and we're doing the trial and error. And uh, what I was really proud that we succeeded with this one, and it was throwing that wrench to the crowd, that wrench of yes. like, hey, you know, this is going to get tough, and I, I want to see you all fluster. I want to see you all fail, you know, um, because we we got these students to come in, and, and it was only one. It was 20 students, right, uh, 19 or 20. Um, one of them was a cop. You know, typical, we get like a handful. So it was only one cop. Um, and one of them was an EMT. It was fulfilled and, and, you know, saturated with paramedics. I think a nurse was there as well. Yep. You know, so they all understand some depth about the critical care thinking, or at least uh, the process of it behind it. Um, but I was like, you know, honestly, I'm not here to teach you what a tourniquet does. You should know how to do that. You should understand how it, it actually constricts bleeding. Um, but I'm going to teach you the techniques behind the care in a fire, the, you know, indirect fire, the tactile field care, the, you know, all those lines when it comes to TCC um, that was adopted through the military, you know, for CLS and through, uh, you know, the TCCC program. Um, and this is what has happened in this world now in our nation, you know. Uh, Ukraine is a great example, you know, and, and, and bless and, and, and all that for everybody's out there right now. I mean, you got, you got American, you know, firefighters out there right now. You know, which is crazy because I see these videos of bombings, active bombings. And what do we see? We got these, these native firefighters going in and still doing their job. Right. You know, right. Um, I don't know if we can really say the same for, you know, how all our, our nation is, you know, I think, I think we are well built, you know, and I hate to say it, it takes, I think the best day of this nation was September 12th, you know, um, the day after 9-11. Yes. That was the time that all changes, all challenges, all differences, religion, cultures, skin color, all that went aside. And it was like, you know what? Right. We're, we're our nation. We got to help each other out. We're going to go That's in right. and, and do, do something. Um, right. That was probably the best day of our nation. I uh, agree 100% I, I, with that. I hope, I hope we don't see something like that again. 
But I no. do hope we see our nation come back together and put these differences aside that we have, you know? Absolutely, man. I'm glad you said that. Um, again, does it have to take something like that to happen for that? No, it doesn't. Um, and it shouldn't. But we need to have like-minded individuals like ourselves have these conversations and bring people in that want to talk about these things. And uh, we can start there. You know, as far as the class goes, <clears throat> it was really excellent to watch the students change. Um, you had shared with me kind of how the first day went, and then I came in second day. And uh, they were getting it. They were picking up on it, right? That frustration maybe at the beginning started to change towards the end. And, uh, man, it was really fun to watch, man. Yeah. They, they really picked up on it. Oh, yeah. And that was what I was getting at. So day one, it was I wanted to see the right off the bat, like 30 minutes, we did an intro, you know, got to meet some of the instructors. We talked about, I'm trying to get this shade, shadow out of my way. Talked about, you know, You're like, glistening. I'm glistening, man. Look at that. Mm. Mm. It's all that plant based diet. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> right. You know, cool. but we, we talked about, you know, what, what the class is going to entail shortly here. The email says, hey, we're going to get physical. We're going to get down and dirty. Um, it's an intense class, and I set it up that way. But day one, I was like, you know what? I'm going to let them, s- I, want, I want them, I want to see what they're at and where they're at. I want to assess them. So I gave him a scenario without the the training of TECC. I just said, hey, I'm sure you all know some sort of structure when it comes to incident command, when it comes to communication, when it comes to tourniquets, and uh, having some sort of structure. And I just let I let them take the reins, you know, and I could tell there were a lot of students who were frustrated with each other. They were getting frustrated with the, the content. They're, you know, it was high speed, high stress, loud noises, uh, mannequins bleeding, all that stuff, you know. And then uh, they kept coming. I was like, you know, what's what, what are we supposed to do? And I was like, do what you think you need to do, you know. And then right. we're going to spoon feed you this information shortly here. And this is why we're here. But I want you to experience the before and after because when you see the failure, the failures and you see the struggles, and now at day two you see the success and you see the structure, that's when you're like understanding the why behind what we do. You know, I just- saw all of it. They understood the why behind that teaching, telling you, man, I want to give that example. When you and I were going on a run with the students, we took them out. I think it was the group where we really pushed them. We had them dragging that that guy, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was excellent. Uh, but I put I threw that scenario in where it was a um, a junctional bleed, right? Okay. And it was it was right up in the groin. Hey, you got to figure this out. He took a he took a shot right to the groin. We can't tourniquet this. And I started just kind of throwing out a couple tools just around where they were sitting. You know, uh, a rock. A rock you know. or something. <laughs> Eventually, yeah. they picked up on it. It was They were just adapting to the environment. They were um, just, right? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. 100%. Oh, yeah. 100%. There you go. Boom. Look at that. Now I'll get it, I'll get it reorganized here. But just to show you all. These are some of our classmates or our students here. Um, they're dragging another one. And, and it was a situation where we, we ran them pretty hard. You know, we ran them to get physically uncomfortable, you know, with what they're carrying, what they're using with themselves um, to understand, like, hey, there's a there's a technique behind what we got to do and how we got to do it. Um, but the minute we introduced this mindset of, like, hey, have some structure, you know, have some understanding behind it, you see them – I hate to say it. You see them blossom into like, oh man, now we're tactical medics. We're tactical medicine, you know. Right. And that was a situation yep. where like I, I I'm big about accountability. You know, not only with yourself but your gear and your teammates. 
Um, that's why we did the squads, you know, like stay in your squads everywhere you go, whether it's yes. even on break, you know, stay with your squads. Um, there's Putting no someone in leadership. Yeah, there's no right? such thing as break. Uh, an act of assailants are going to be like, oh, you're on break? I'll wait. Yeah, right. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> they don't they right. look at that. You know, so that was a philosophy I wanted. And then some of them lost some of equipment. So I grabbed their litter and I grabbed a tourniquet. And I was like, hey, my storefront's open. If you want to buy something back, come over and I'll tell you how to earn it. And I gave them the choice, you know? Yes. And, uh, you know, they decided to buy it back because they knew they were going to need their equipment. Yes. And now uh, here was, this is their buy-in and they did phenomenal. And that was probably one of my, one of the best, best groups. You know, I think they were, they were in sync. They were understanding. They multi-rolled, multi-played yes. different roles. So. Yeah, absolutely. It was a proud moment, but we digress. You know, this is just Dan and I talking about the past couple of days. We're very, yep. very committed and very passionate about this. Absolutely. Um, stay tuned for the rest of this episode. Because there is going to be a little bit of a, and Dan doesn't know this yet, there's a little bit of oh. a, a plug that we're going to give here. Um, just stay tuned. So, Are you going to give the plug? I don't know. Maybe I'm going to give the plug. Maybe I'm going to plug the, you know, the bleeding. Maybe I'm going to stop the bleed. All right. So maybe I'm going to give them this, you know, an opportunity to learn how to stop the bleed. All right. You know, so, um, yeah, so stand by. Anyway, digress. What are we here for? We're here for ketamine. ketamine. We're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about right. ketamine. Um, absolutely, we're going to talk about ketamine. So, our one of our favorite medications. I got to find my location here, but this is a demo dose. Don't hate, okay? I'm not stealing ketamine. Don't be judging. Um, but I figure this is probably one of the best ways to get everybody involved and understand the visuals behind our our medication administration. You know, so that's yes. where we're at. But let's go over some of the protocols. Let's do some chat. Let's talk about absolutely ketamine. Let's talk and understand it. Um, what is it? What's ketamine for? Yep. We can use it for pain. Um, what, what's it known as, right? It's known as a dissociative analgesic, right? And mm -hmm. analgesia is for pain. Um, it dissociates, it takes the sensory away from, uh, what's going on in your brain. And, uh, it works in all types of different ways too, that we'll, I'm sure we'll talk about, right? Yep. Um, but dissociative analgesic. 100%. 100%. And where did it come from? Do you remember? Uh, I don't know. Berlin. <laughs> I just made that. I have no idea. <laughs> I mean, it's, not, it's not bad, but it came from the military. You know, the military is the ones that kind of adopted and initiated right. this into the uh, the human realm of medicine. And like I said, pretty much everything when it comes to trauma is coming from the military. You know, when what we see in the civilian world now, um, what we're starting to see more regularly. Um, but yeah, ketamine is a depressive. You know, I'm trying to get more of the history, but I think it all became um, established in the 1960s. Uh, it's kind of where it came into fruition, saying, "Hey, this is a medication that actually work." Um, and it was a, it was pretty much a professor, pretty much saying, "Hey, like, here's a drug. Here's a, you know, it's always about science. It's always about chemistry. But right. here's a drug that is a depressive. You know, um, so how is it that we, and what is it that we're depressing?" to a make you feel less pain you know b to some extreme you know you're not breathing or you're not physically reacting so we could control mm -hmm. you um and then you go into this whole realm of excited delirium so that right. makes you makes you wonder um do we understand what excited delirium is that too um i i will say i'm guilty of this i think we should address uh when ketamine first was introduced into uh, the system that I work in, um, 
it was like a fun talk, right? Between medics. It was like, oh man, this was a horse tranquilizer. You know, we're going to knock patients out. Like that's what it does. You know, when we're mm-hmm. sedating uh, combative patients, it's going to knock them out. That's, you know, and once I saw it used, uh, changed my mind completely. What? It's not. Share that story. How did you see it used and what for what patient? Um, we can use, well, it's, it's been used for, um, sedation. I've seen, I've seen it used for obviously the combative patient. So what remember the first I saw time, the though? first time yeah. when I saw it the first time, uh, the patient was drooling off the cut. They were unresponsive. I'm talking GCS, right? They could be a little altered. They're combative, maybe 14, 13, uh, to a complete three. Sure. And I'm now at a point where I'm putting on capnography. They're getting on the monitor. I'd never seen anything like that before where I've now brought them from this state to a complete Glasgow coma score of a three. And it was like, okay, this has changed my mind a little bit. I, that wasn't my goal to put this patient um, or to see this patient go into that. Right. Sure. Sure. Um, you remember the whole thing about dopamine? I hate to talk about different drugs, but remember dopamine's got two different classifications, like so-and-so dose, it does one thing, and then from 10 to 20 of a dose does a whole other thing. Right. Know? And it, it's it's all about, like, how does that drug react, and at what rate do you push it? You know, that can completely change it. It's understanding the why behind it. Uh, for me, you know, I think when I was first exposed to it was through my training and education in the military, right off the bat, was saying, "Hey, this is ketamine. Here's here's something you're learning." And it's like, I don't I don't remember this from medic school. Like, this is a new drug, you know? Because I was a medic, right. I was a paramedic before I went to the army. Um, so it, it it wasn't it wasn't in the civilian world yet. It wasn't talked about. I didn't know of any places that actually carried it. So I was like, "Cool, this is awesome. This is a medication that works really well. You know, it's for pain for pain management." They're talking about for sedations. They're talking for, you know, to be able to take an airway, RSI, PAI. Um, and then I, I felt comfortable with it. I got to see how it's used. I got to got to use it. Um, and I had an understanding of the reactions we get out of these patients, you know, the, the, the purpose of my push. And at what point that person's purpose completely changes to a whole nother reaction. And when I first got to see it come into the Severno world and my local protocol at that time, um, I was like, okay, that's cool. Like, sweet. I love to see it when our civilian you know, agencies are adopting some of this cool content that actually works and makes sense. You know, so I, the, I remember the exact day I was at the firehouse and I was sitting there and, and one of the guys was like, hey, we're, we're you know, we got orders or so we're, we're going to go, go to the, the local hospital and they're going to talk to us about ketamine. And I was like, yeah, cool. I'll absolutely count me in. We all have to do it. And I remember getting there and we're in a conference room. Our uh, med controls there. A couple nurses are, you know, on the board just kind of talking to us about it. And uh, it was specifically about ketamine. You know, they took the time to call everybody in, in their system, all their providers in the system to be able to say, Hey, we're giving you something new. You know, let's educate you on it. I was like, sweet, man. These right. guys are proactive. Absolutely. And then I'm sitting at this desk and it, they give me a, a sheet of paper, a printout, and it says ketamine. And I'm looking at it, and I'm like, is that it? 
It's almost like you go at a restaurant and you, you someone gives you the menu and you're like you turn it over like where's where's the drink menu at like where's the rest you know what right. I mean? I'm right. like where like and that's all you're gonna say is give me uh, a dosage for uh, for pain and then a dosage for you know like uh, extreme pain and then a dosage for excited delirium and it just showed your max dose was like 375 I, if I remember right you know sure. and it gave you this max dose and I'm like. What the hell are we doing? Like, where, where is the contraindications? Where are the concerns? Where are the, hey, be cautious. Like, every drug chart has those contraindications, those indications, um, just to give you some sort of understanding, a reason behind, like, hey, this is a medication. We're trying to teach you on some stuff. Yeah. And I remember being I wonder frustrated. if there's some systems who don't, uh, who don't have a max dose. You know, I don't know. Maybe it's the full 500. It doesn't right. matter as long as you're staying within the this milligram per kilogram. Right. It doesn't matter if there's a max. That's that's true. That is true. It could, it could exist out there, right? But the problem is when you have that max. You know, like say, what do, what's your favorite food? Mac and cheese? You like mac and cheese? That's just an example. Take a look at me. I love food. <laughs> I love mac and cheese. I'm going to yeah. use mac and cheese as an example. You go upstairs or get a box of mac and cheese, right? You go to ingredients and your steps, right? The yeah. instructions. And it says, hey, dump the whole bag of mac and cheese in a pot boiling water, all that so-and-so, and then it says, hey, uh, so much butter, you know, two two tablespoons of butter. If you put, if they had wrote in the instructions, 0.5 to two tablespoons of butter, what is everybody going to do? They're going to give the two tablespoons They're going to give the whole butter. damn two but, two tablespoons because that's the, that's the biggest number they see. They assumed, A, I might as well go for the whole thing because it's got to work, you know. Why right. cut it in half? Why even, you know, give a smaller dose, go for the whole thing, go for the big bang, you know? Right. And then B it's, it's complacency. You know, if that's a number I'm looking at right off the bat, like, Oh, uh, 0.5 to two, ah, let's go for two. And you push it. You know what I mean? If they're looking at these numbers and I, I literally faulted providers who did this in front of me, they looked at these numbers and they're like, yeah, I'll go ahead and push 375. I'm like, do you understand what that's going to do to somebody? You know what I mean? Um, right. And I remember being that in that conference room, and I was so frustrated. I was probably fuming, but I kept my mouth shut. You know, I tried to be respectful about it, but I was so fuming. I was starting to sweat. And finally, at the end, you know, the, the physician came up. He's like, all right, that was it. Anybody have any questions or comments? And nobody raised their hand. You know, people were starting to scoot their chairs or get ready to leave. And uh, finally, I was like, you know what? And he's like, he called me out. He called me out. He's like, hey, what do you got? I was like, are you really ready for this? And he's like, yeah, I mean, this is what we're here for. I was like, outstanding. You're doing this wrong. And I just blatantly said it like that, right? And it was it was one of those things where the nurse was trying to react, and it, it they took it wrongly for me, and maybe it was just the way I presented it, and maybe it was the fact I was upset. But I said, you're doing this wrong because you're giving us a very, very good medication, but you're giving us ammunition to hurt people if you don't educate us on how to use this appropriately, Right? And you right. are supposed to be the ones we're looking up to. You're supposed to be the ones that educate us. And you're going to spend 20 minutes to talk about ketamine. I spent right. 40 minutes to drive all the way out here. You're going to spend me 20 minutes to talk about ketamine with no in contraindications, no concerns, no blip about head trauma, no blip about increased intracranial pressure. And I get it. A lot of people out there watching right now is like, oh, that's a myth. You know what is not a myth? It's the things I physically see. It's the things that you physically see, right? There's a, right. There's a difference between hey, a concern, and hey, now I'm really worried because I see it continuously. You know, it's the, it is going to have an effect in, in uh, increased uh, cranial pressure, you know. 
Um, so that's what yeah, got me. What really is, ended up happening at that? I want to. I'm curious. You know, at some point, and it, it it seemed like we we're bouncing around the table here. You know, I, I sat there. I was not disrespectful. Yes, I was upset. You know, I was sure. trying to make a point. I was like, you're you're doing this wrong because you're 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 not teaching us with this. You're not you're not spending time. You're giving us sheet with no contraindication. It was a blank menu. Um, and it was one of those things that, like, I think after a while, people were like, uh, what are we supposed to do? You know, and then the doctor's like, let's get back to you about this. Let's talk again, you know? And I was like, Actually. sure, I bet you will. You know, I bet, I bet I'm going to hear from you because this is the first time I've ever even met you. You know what I mean? Um, right. And I didn't care. Yeah. You know, right. and then the next day, a couple, my next duty day, you know, my chief calls me in. He's like, hey, Vince. And I'm like, or he called me Vinny. You know, the whole department there called me Vinny. He's like, hey, Vinny. Right. I'm like, yes, chief. He's like, so how did the uh, how did the ketamine conversation go or the uh, the webinar thing, seminar thing go? I'm like, it went okay, chief. <laughs> it, was it was fine. Great, sir. It, was, it was great, sir. It was, you know, knowledgeable. Very, very good information. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Try to get my way out of his office. Absolutely. And he's like, I was just wondering because uh, they, they called me specifically asking for you to be brought down and hoping that if you have time, you would – be able to talk with them about rewriting the protocol, you know? And I'm like, uh, what were you feeling when, when you heard that? Uh, I was kind of like in a pucker factor. Cause I was like, am I about to get written up? You know, I'm about, sure. about to get my pee slapped or something. You know what I mean? Right. So, right. Um, but I was like, I'm, I'm concerned, but I'm intrigued. You know, is this a thing where they actually want to hear what I have to say? You know, and uh, I think it was because I did maybe at the time I did bring him some of that military conversations. Like, did you know this comes from the military? Did you know this came from this initiated from the Vietnam War? You know, they're using this on soldiers and they understand what it's doing for this. Did you right. know that ketamine p- get, could be given for PTSD? You know, and look at us now. We've got ketamine bars throughout That's the city right. of Chicago. You yeah. know, it is it is prescribed for PTSD, which is great. It works. You know damn well they're not pushing 375 for these patients. No. You know? <laughs> they're giving you enough to be able to titrate to the effect of your your trauma. And that is the key right there. That the is the key to the conversation. To effect. That is the point of this conversation. 100%. Is the titration to effect. 100%. Continue, though. I want to hear about this conversation, <laughs> how you finished it. I don't, it. you know, this is actually the first time I actually really got vocal about this, you know? Good. Um, into, at least in this are. realm, man. Um, you know why this is important? It's excellent that you get to talk about this experience because I would love to see this kind of conversation happen in any system. If anybody is experiencing this or is, is feeling the same way, like yeah. have the conversation. It doesn't even it have is. to be about ketamine. It could be anything that you got, you got going on in your job. Right? Absolutely. It anything. doesn't have to be about this ketamine. Is, it's something, is, you know, you're a street guy, right? You're on the street. You're using these tools that we got. Are you, are you noticing something different, abnormal? in the use of it um there should be open communication right we're right. all one team 100 percent, 100 percent. go ahead uh, yeah you know that's that's how it kind of originated i i did you know i think a couple of weeks later i did go in there and, and talk to them a little more in depth and uh they they wanted to hear it they wanted to hear what i had to say and they they literally gave me another copy of the protocol that they were getting ready to publish into these books you know, we weren't given ketamine just yet on the streets. It was just like, hey, here's a new protocol. We're going to talk about it. Um, and they, I just, they asked me to tear it up. They asked me like, hey, tell us how you would write this. What, what do you want to talk? What do you, what would you want to see? And I literally told them, I was like, where are the contraindications? Where are the concerns about head trauma? Or the fact that like street special K could also amplify the fact that, hey, you're also giving them more K. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. 
um, stuff like that. It's the 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 concerns of you know this patient's body temperature currently, the concerns of this patient's environment. Um, yeah. What other kind of drugs are they on? And then you say excited delirium, but it's like, do we really know what excited delirium is? Right? Is because from all the people that I see these medics pushing you know ketamine to to treat excited delirium, it's actually just intox. It's aggravated drunks. It's yeah. it's you know extreme agitated you know drug users. That is not excited delirium. You right. know, excited delirium is is the complete disassociative phase where they have no control and they will physically cause harm. And that is like okay, now we need to give them something to sedate them. Haldol, whatever it is, Versed, anything, right. right? Whatever you got in your back pocket. Um, but this whole excited delirium. Now you're you're introducing like, when's the last time we really educated what excited delirium truly represents? You know, whether the science right because elevated body temperature is not going to be enough for me to determine that. Um, right? Are we really looking for that? In, <laughs> if a, a guy's coming at swinging at swinging? you, you're gonna pop a uh, thermo, uh, a temperature right. probe up his sir. Part? I'm gonna check your temporal temperature. Hold still. <laughs> no, it ain't happening. No. <laughs> Absolutely not. And I get it. That's why people are like, well, we assumed it's excited delirium. And it's like, okay. And what if it's not? What if it was just a drunk guy that you could have been like, listen, guy, I'm a vet too. Or listen, I understand. Let's let's relax. We're talking man to man, man to woman, woman to whatever. Absolutely. Let's figure this out. Yeah, yeah you put them in that situation, right? You're, they're surrounded by officers. They're surrounded by paramedics and firemen. It's overwhelming. Pull, I love doing this. Just pull that one person aside. Come here, come here. Yeah. I want to look at me. I want to talk to you. Yes. Just yes. me and you, man. Let's relate. Yes. Let's talk. Yes. And and just uh, having that conversation and relating to that patient can make all the difference. Hundred percent. Really can. Hundred so. percent. And that is that should be the lesson taught in every paramedic EMT fire school. Where's a bedside manner? You know, the fact that you should That's talk right. to these patients. And I tell my students this all the time, especially when I was heavy on the paramedic academies. I was like, I don't really care that you know all these drugs by heart or how to read a 12 lead perfectly. That's not really relevant. If you can know all that and then you're not talking to your patient and using your patient as your big, your biggest diagnostic tool, you're, you're useless. You know what I mean? It's yes. the same thing as the, don't treat the monitor, treat the patient. You know what I mean? We talk about it all the time. It's like, okay, let's talk about it to the other side of it. When's the last time you actually said, okay, sir, tell me more. Let yes. me know if I understand you're right. And you don't have to agree, you know, when you come to the, the mental psychosis. Don't tell them you also see the elephants in a room. No. Just Correct. verbalize that you are listening. Be like, let me understand you right. You see these things, right? That alone could can diffuse a situation it's because you're actually showing and you're proving that you're listening to them right it's their emergency that's why they called you or somebody called you right right don't make it yours to where you're pushing a whole bunch of ketamine and now you're like oh man i gotta innovate and my kid is back in the truck now it's your emergency <laughs> you know I mean? that's right that's, let me ask you like you know you were saying that you know we're maybe seeing this pushed on a lot of intoxicated patients and mm -hmm. you know certain drugs maybe they're on so alcohol is a uh, nervous system depressant right so are we depressing them even more right they're highly right? intoxicated now we're thinking critical what we else are they exposed the to yes so yes. they're already depressed as, as it is right and uh right they're snoring they're they're already intoxicated and i'm not gonna want to depress that anymore so we should think <laughs> do we do i want to give this amount 
do I want to give this amount to somebody that's already uh, depressed as it is, as far as their nervous system, right. their central nervous system? I don't know. Something to think about. Now you're thinking critical, Dan. You know, you're yeah. thinking like long term, not just what do you see at hand. Now you're thinking what else is going on before I showed up. You know, before you right. showed up to the call, what is this patient exposed to? Um, and that's where we should be doing. So let me ask you, Dan, what is something yeah. we could do with medications that we could try to figure out at what dose we should be giving them at? How do we know what works? Uh, I think we talked about it earlier. We we're talking about the titration, right? Titration. Titration right? of what? Titration what? Oh, to the effect. To the to effect. The effect of, titration to yes. the desired effect. You're titrating to the effect of the, right? So that I was talking about this earlier. You and I have talked about this, and I think you said it this way. We're not looking to, as far as combative patients, we're not even talking about, you know, RSI, but uh, we're not looking to steal. We're looking to control their aggressions, not steal their minds. You said that. Yes. So we're going to start low, and I want to get to the effect where I'm controlling their aggression, but I'm not putting them at a GCS of a three. Perfect. Think of it that way. Whoever's listening, watching, think of it that way. Perfect. Right. I'm not telling you to not follow your protocols. I'm not telling you to do that. You follow your protocols, but... I think this discussion needs to happen where we need to look at this and consider that, yep. right? Because we're, we're the guys on the street pushing this medication. We're seeing this uh, out on the street level. So, 100%. Yeah. Again, we're starting, to th- we're starting to think more critical. We're starting to think more aggressive on it. You know? How do you, what do you think about that? That's, I mean, that's exactly what I, I my philosophy is. You want to titrate the effect, you want to titrate to what you are going to start noticing is working. You know, and when you said, you you know, how we kind of reflected, hey, you're, you don't want to steal their minds. And it's not the, you know, mental thoughts that we were trying to steal or uh, prevent from stealing. It's the fact that what controls our breathing, what controls our, mm-hmm. our organs, what controls our, our stability. It's your brain. You know, your brain is the last thing to go. Your brain is the control center of all, everything going on. Right. You know, so if you steal that from somebody... Now you're going to be into this realm of like, oh man, I gotta, I gotta start thinking about how do I maintain this airway? How do I, how do well, I, pre- as far as, how do I treat the fact that I just took his airway? You know, it's even good for we were talking about bedside manner, patient yep. advocacy. Uh, you know, starting at a lower dose that allows you, right? I'm gonna listen. I'm gonna give you this much. I'm gonna come back and check with you. How are you feeling? What's your pain level now? Has this worked for you? It's creating more communication with your patient instead of just, you know, here's a hundred mics of fentanyl. You feeling good? You know, we can start somewhere and uh, check back in. It allows that good, you know, visual and good verbal communication. So, yep. That's exactly it. That's exactly yep. it. Um, that's where we want to be. So hopefully we, we kind of illustrated that. And while we're here, um, I did want to show a small little video um, this is a, a case of excited delirium, you know, and this is probably someone who you can't talk in or out to or try to control verbally. Something's wrong with my son. I'm in 1103 South Jefferson. I don't know whether he got, uh, he's 29. I don't know whether he got on or something. He's just, um, very strange. Okay, to be an ambulance, what are you reporting? Can you see that video? No, he's just talking and talking and saying he's going to die. And yes. All right, it's, I know it's on the pause screen. I don't know. I don't know. It'll show you about a body game shortly. Does he live there? 
Huh? Does he live there? Yes. Have you been drinking? I, I just got I just got home a little while ago, um, and took a shower. He was he was sleeping. I I, I think he must have. Did he use drugs? He he had he used to. He hasn't for he used to do marijuana. He hasn't for years. I don't know whether. I, I don't know. I don't know what's happening. I mean, he keeps yelling and says he's dying. Does he say anything else? No, he just says, I'm dying, Mom. I'm dying, Mom. And he's sitting there naked. Um, he certainly Body temperature. Kind of mother. They're hot, you know? Yep. Yep. Okay, we, we are dispatching help, okay? Yep. There we go. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. I understand. Is it gonna die? But I'm going to. Is it gonna die? But I'm going to. You're okay. Is I'm going to die? Ninety one hundred two restrict traffic. But it's it's okay. What is his name? Tim. Tim, we need to go to the hospital. I'm going to 9102 wow, have gold cross so come really up to the address 1033 at this point but I'm going to hear the heartbeat yeah. what's his first saying, name again oh, I'm going Tim. To die. Tim Tim but I'm going to lay down on the ground can you lay down for I'm me I'm going to die but Tim I'm going to Tim not and you understand now and isn't that fucking weird but I'm going to Tim is I'm going to die but I'm going to look around Tim. As if I'm gonna die, shiver's gonna kind of run it up my Tim. side. Tim, it's okay, ma'am, ma'am, ma'am. At this point, let's just put the clothes away. Okay, this is a reaction to something. Okay, we'll get him to the hospital. 9102. Go ahead. The Gold Cross, I believe we have an excited delirium case. I need them here. The medics ready? Yep. Okay. They're at the sideline. All right. All right, let's move. Okay. All right, just relax. Okay, get the medics up. Let's get them on. Get the medics Strap them onto the cot. Right. You, you guys got your medicines? Okay, take deep breaths. Are we not going to do that? We need you to breathe. Hey, what's going on? It's all right, man. You've been going to ask. Did you take it? They're now completely disassociated. So, uh, yeah, yep. Narcan and elbow. Or, uh, we can secure two of straps. You vaguely see the pupils. That's right. It's okay. Don't fight it. How would I boost you do it? We're going to get you to the hospital. Please, and I taught. Please, and last I time I shook and I taught. Please, 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 please. Last time I, 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 please, last time I, last time I, Tim, Tim, lay your head back and relax. <laughs> Right, I don't have to show the whole thing, but we're kind of getting the gist. Yeah. Um, this is a disassociated person. This is somebody who, why are they naked? Is it body temperature heat? Is it, you know, what, what's going on with them mentally? You know, they're not making sense. They're... You know, they're not really completely coherent. They're not really, mm -hmm. they're just not there. 
you know, um, I give a kudos to a, the police officer and the paramedics for how they initially started talking to this patient, right? They don't assume they don't jump the gun. They don't just blow dart him with ketamine at 375, you know what I mean? Or whatever that extreme dose max dose was at the time. Um, they started with the, the small tactics and then built their way up into it. You know, you see them getting hands on and trying to restrain them. You know, they, they talked about, I think he talked about Haldol or Versace. I did or hear that. Like that. Yeah. You know, um, stuff like that. So titrate it, you know, and then push, push enough and, and they have control of them, right? They, why, yeah. why, why can't we just call more resources and take control? Why can't we transport them like that? You know, and, and where he's hogtied or not hogtied, he's restrained. We don't yes. hogtie people. He's restrained oh. to stretchers. You know what I mean? Um, Stuff like that. So can that be, can it come out of restraints? Sure. It's 100%. I agree with that. But if we could get them, you know, um, if we could get them in control just enough to where maybe he's still grunting, but he's not swinging at sure. us anymore. Yeah, you're working your way up. Goal. That is our he, he's He's verbally, you know, he's not in his right mind, right? He's being, he's he, but he's not becoming physically violent at this time. Right. So he may be saying some goofy things. He's yelling. He's whatever, grunting. But that might be a guy we could use uh, soft restraints on. That might be a guy we could do that on. And you sure. start there, and then at some point you just kind of all look at each other and say, "Hey, let's just let's calm this guy down a little bit." Yep. You know, we're gonna bring him in safe. That's that's the goal. Another fun story. Um, yeah. There's a festival that happens pretty regularly in uh, in Mission called Electric Forest. Okay. Uh, that I work re- you know regularly. I think this past couple was because of COVID it didn't work, but. Um, you know, it's it's one of those things that I was witnessing, and these medics were carrying ketamine for excited delirium, um, and I was witnessing these medics, you know, use a protocol, and they were going for these max dosaging, and a lot of times it was a verbiage, and it was really getting on underneath my skin. But these medics were saying, "Hey, let's just smoke them," you know, right? Let's just just take care of it, just smoke them, even before getting hands on, even before making contact and having a conversation with the guy or gal, you know, that was their initiative. And some of the shifts, people were getting ready and be like, oh, I can't wait. I had like three smokes yesterday, and I'm going to get a couple more today. And this other guy's like, I'm going to get more than you. And here I am like, who, who the hell am I surrounded by? You know what right. I mean? Like, we're supposed to be working for them. We should, be, we should be advocating. We're at a festival that is known for, you know, for drugs and stuff like that. So expect right. to see people who are not going to want to work with you, you know? Absolutely. They don't, or using ketamine. Yeah, or, you know, well, stuff like yeah. that. And one specific case, it was, I got called because I was working, like it was a bunch of, you get a bunch of EMT foot patrol, and then you have ALS golf uh, golf carts. Sure. And, uh, you know, Tyler Frank, he's one that works with me pretty regularly for those events. And we got up to, uh, we got called in for an excited delirium, and we're hauling the golf cart through this whole festival in this woods. And I see, I see this guy kind of like being surrounded by all these foot patrol dudes. He's aggressive, he's angry, you know, and he's being tossed to the ground. They're holding him down and kind of pinning him to take control. And they're like, oh, I'd smoke him, smoke him, take care of it. And I'm like, slow down. Like, what's going on? Have you talked to him? Have you figured out, like, what, what's the problem? They're like, oh, no, he's just been, he's been yelling and cussing. I'm like, we live in America. Like, <laughs> you yeah. think if I'm going to push that for everybody's yelling and cussing me, then we You might have a patient to say, like, I am just really high right now, exactly. and I, I don't know how to handle it. And you're it's, like, well, I'm going to help you. Walk exactly with me. exactly what happened. You know? And I, I was oh. like, everybody, st- get off of him. 
get off him. Yes. What do you mean? To like get at the F off of him. Yeah. And they started getting off of him. He literally just crawled, crawled back over from being on the ground, sat on the ground, looked up at me, and I looked down at him. I was like, you good? And he's like, yeah. Yeah, it's just, it's just I'm having fun. Like, I'm having a good time. I'm like, you, so you're not hurt? He's like, no, I'm good. It's like, go have fun. And he yeah. went off and then went to have fun. He was a chill dude. You know, right. we assumed, hey, like people are cussing and yelling. It's like, oh, combative. No, man, just have a conversation, you know. Absolutely. Um, that's it. That's our biggest tool. That should be our biggest tool in our tool bag. You know, but it's, that was a mentation. And I went toe-to-toe with some of the doctors because in this, I hate to keep talking about it, but that doctor that was working that event, you know, I went toe-to-toe with him because I was like, yo, don't. Don't be giving these masks as much ketamine. You know what I mean? Just freely. It's not candy. He's like, oh, right. well, it works. You know, this is what we need. We got all these combative patients. We're overrun. And I was like, we do this every year. Like, this is what we expect, right? We should we should be planned for this kind of thing. This is a festival of people who are drunk and high. Like, yeah. what else do you want? And uh, he's like, well, you, it's not going to work unless you give the full dose. And I'm like, bet. Bet. Just Watch. And uh, needless to say, we had someone who was who was very combative, very uncontrolled. Um, this is something where I was like, okay, I granted, he earned some ketamine. And I think I pushed like 50 when I first got some, and then maybe another 25 when I got him to the little makeshift hospital. And right. he's just drooling and, and just kind of like looking at us, looking around, like, what's going on, guys? You know, and he's just chill. At 10 minutes later or 10 minutes before that, he was telling Tyler and I that he wanted to eat our face, literally. And now yeah. he's just kind of like, what's up? You know? Right. He's restrained to our stretch or whatever. I give him to the hospital, and the doctor's like, yeah, so how much do you push? I'm like, 75 total. And he looks down at him, looks up at us, and was like, that's it? I'm like, that's all they need, right? And now he's that's talking it. to you. He's not being intubated. Give him an IV. Get him some saline. Get him hydrated. Get some food. Let him work off the drugs. We'll see him in the morning. That's it. That's it, man. You know what I mean? I know. That's it. I know. And, and I understand the sell on this thing is right. It's, it's good for trauma, right? It doesn't create hypotension. It's, you know, can be seen somewhat as a Bronco dilator, uh, for yeah. you know, OPD patients, right? Yeah, There's a lot of baby. good cells. It, it's actually, it is a safe drug, but like we're talking about, that's we a are perfect the situation, ones. man. It's a perfect right. situation to, to just show that, um, every patient is different. Yes. Not one patient is going to receive the medication the same way. Metabolism, right? Body weight, you know, all that good stuff. Yes. Um, So, yeah, so let's talk about ketamine a little bit. And what I'm using right now is our protocol within uh, AMED, the um, Army Aviation Medicine. Um, So kind of the baseline for me is the Bible. Um, But right off the bat, you know, it's it's saying the classification is a general anesthetic. Uh, Dissociative anesthetic produces a catalytic, catalytic, like state acting directly on the cortex and limbic system onset of the action for IV is 30 to 60 seconds duration is dose depending averaging 10 to 20 minutes um, contraindications hypersensitivity to ketamine or any component of the formulation uh, conditions that cannot be tolerated or cannot tolerate increases in blood pressure um, an example spontaneous cerebral hemorrhage Drama or mm-hmm. acute coronary syndrome hypertension. Um, and then no children less than three months, right? Right. 
Uh, adverse reactions. Rapid IV administration can, can cause hypotension, apnea, and laryngeal spasm. Interesting. What else causes laryngeal spasm? Hmm. Fentanyl. Yes. Right? Fentanyl does. What do we give for fentanyl overdoses? Yes. What do we give? How uh, much? What do we give? What do we give if we have a fentanyl overdose? Oh, we're giving Narcan, man. Narcan, it's a narcotic. Right? Yeah. That's right. So why am I looked at goofy uh, when I said, hey, maybe we should push some Narcan? You know what yes. I mean? And that was the yes. situation. We had, I came up to all these other, because once they, this doctor was like, oh, man, this guy kind of knows ketamine. All these other medics were coming with these overdoses and pushing high doses of ketamine. Or, uh, yeah, ketamine. And uh, I remember getting one or, you know, meeting another crew because they were calling it a, a high class or whatever. And I'm like, oh, yeah, you, you push some ketamine because now she's just she's there. Her pupils are starting to dry out or her eyes are trying to dry out. She's got her tongue sticking out of her mouth, just barely even breathing, not even breathing. Right. Um, so I'm like, you guys got some Narcan? And the medic's like, that doesn't work. That's for, you know, that's a whole other clarification. That's, that's for opioids. That's, that doesn't work for this. And I'm like, have you tried? No. So I went ahead and behind, behind their back. It was just, I know it was shame on me, but I was like, technically this could be my patient now. So yeah. Pop some Narcan and she started breathing again. <laughs> I know so, you were telling me about this. Yes. And I, yes. right. I can't, I can't knock it. You can't knock it till you try it. And there's nothing yeah. wrong. Narc, there's, there's no actual like issue with giving Narcan when they don't need it. You know what no. I mean? So there's, why not try it? And that's how I tried it. And every single patient that I've tried it on has reversed, but yet we are questioning the fact that Narcan is not meant to work for ketamine. So we don't put it in the protocols because we think it will not work. Um, right. So there's a lot of studies. And, and my point at this is that there's a lot to learn about ketamine and yes. maybe it's because people like ourselves, people out there who are listening, we want to hear from you. What are your experiences and what are some of the things you are so confident in knowing about this drug through your experiences? They're like, it's gotta be written on here. Um, these for any kind of medical control, and sir, ma'am, this is all respectfully, but if you write this for us, you should be listening to our feedback. You should be listening to the things we're also saying, can we change some things? Because this is what we're seeing. Our environments are different than what you're, you're, you're typing these in. You know what I mean? We're in that prolonged care. We're in the field. We're in the exposure. Um, that's how medical control should work when they were in the pro or uh, writing those protocols. And at Absolutely. least I would hope to say that they, they want to be, reactive and proactive on the things that we were coming back to them to talk about. Yeah. Um, and I know a lot of companies are starting to do that. A lot of agencies, when it comes to protocol, one in specific in Michigan, they actually have a medic on their board now, um, which is important. You know, I think Excellent. it's important to have that, that, that spot. So, uh, what else? Another adverse reaction using caution with patients with cardiovascular disease, continuously monitored cardiac function. Um, large doses may cause hypotension and respiratory depression, right? So we sh if you're pushing those kind of dosages, you should also be carrying your intubation set. My philosophy, right? Fix the boo-boo yep. you're about to cause. Um, what else? T -t 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 preferred general anesthetic uh, sedative for hyponormotensive head injury patient. Um, so they're saying that this is, if they have a hypo or a normotensive, but they are had traumatic, this is still the preferred, but be mindful of how much you're giving. Um, dosage between 0.5 and 0.9 milligrams a kilogram in IV can give patients a feeling of unreality leading to agitation and should be avoided, right? Um, 
Yeah. So it's that special K. What's the symbol I gave you? I gave you that picture a little while. The oh, disassociative yeah, curve, right? Yeah. At some I'm point, you've got your reaction. You have another reaction. Now you're like, oops, I am jumping off the cliff. You know? Yes. Um, that kind of thing. That should be the thing that's studied. That should be in the a picture of that in the That would be label. a great picture to have in there. Yes. On the label or something, you know what I mean? Right. Uh, whatever. So dosages for analgesia. Uh, IVIO push over a minute is 0.1 to 0.2 milligrams a kilogram. Uh, you repeat that every 30 minutes or so, uh, right? 30 minutes. Um, I am or intranasal, right? Um, sorry, I am or IN. I am does not mean intranasal, but I was saying for both of these cases, uh, is 0.5 milligrams per kilogram. Um, the TCCC recommendations. And this is something where I kind of talked about the cocktail, um, where I have a preload syringe of like, you know, ketamine and I could add some fentanyl um, for that pain management. Like, right. hey, we're about to intubate you. Let me relax you a little bit. Now I'm going to take your airway. I'm going to push what I need to do. Um, 20 to 30 milligrams IVIO. Um, yeah, or 50 to 100 IM, IN. So that's that mindset. That's that pre draw. Get ready to go. Get ready to play. Right. High doses. Go ahead, boss. What was that IM dose? Uh, IM. Yeah, intramuscular. Intramuscular for the pain management, 50 to 100 is what they're saying. Okay. Yep. Got 50 it. 100. So let's talk about that. You know, what was the uh, the combative patients? Yeah. IM, 4 to 5 milligrams. I need my lucky pen. Yeah, I get it. Are we doing uh, dosages? Yeah, let's do dosages. Let's do it. Let's do dosages. Weight in kilos. Yep. So, for this one, I'm going to go ahead and kapow. I want you all to see what I'm doing here, right? Fancy up in this place. Don't forget oh, where you're yeah. at, right? We got some funky, cool challenge coins, a whole bunch of ketamine rolling all over the place. Yep. Uh, Ketamine-wise. So, here we go. Uh, Dan, let's say you weigh... 80 kilograms. And this is the two-by-two two rule for calculations. Uh, off the bat, this specifically of this ketamine is in a vial. It's 500 milligrams per 10 milliliters. So what is in one cc? I was totally distracted. 510. 510. Sorry. 510. 100. 510. Oh, 50. Sorry. 50. There you go. There we go. My bad. You're good. Math. It's hard. It's like texting and driving. I know it's really. I'm the same. I'm gonna stop texting. Right. So the guideline I have here, I want you all to see this. It's a two by two rule. Right. If we're eighty kilograms, that's how I need to write it. That's how I need to do it. Yep. Same by. Just fire for you all to see and follow through. Boom. Make sense? So for 80 kilograms, I times that by two, which is what? Uh, it's 160. 160. Times that by two. 320. 320. Move the decimal over twice. Yep, there's your MLs. That is your ML. 160 is your dose. This is your MLs out of the 500 
to 10 cc vial. And that was saying uh, four milligrams per kilogram. Is that what we're doing for that? Right. Uh, that specifically was for the actual um, sedation dosaging. Okay. Sorry. That was a All one right. to two for sedation. Got kind it. of bounced around there. I was just, hey, let's talk, let's talk about dosing real quick. Let me just pull out this little trick. So for the one to two kilograms, or sorry, milligrams per kilogram for sedation, the two by two rule. Again, you take their weight in kilograms, times it by two, take that number, times it by two, move the decimal over twice. There's your dosaging. There is your um, milliliters. Your volume so uh, this specifically brings you to the two end right yeah um, that kind of thing so hope that helps hope that's kind of a little bit of a trick that could kind of elaborate or bring some comfort into the actual dose but needless to say um we went into the im side of it so for the analgesia world is saying 50 to 100 right and the, yep. the concern that you and i were talking about for a while there is like well does that seem like a lot you know for im or intramuscular is it somewhere where we are concerned with you know the set um sedation to the point where we're intubating you know where is that sweet that sweet spot so what is it right. with im that we're also should be concerned about well there's a couple of things yeah uh i mean you're talking about within a competitive patient. We were Just talking about, yeah. I remember we were talking about the fact that IM, like it metabolizes maybe different than if you were to push it IV. Is that what sure. you're getting at? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So why, so, why are, so is the dose, you know, is it more milligrams per kilogram because it's given intramuscular, because it's taking longer to get into the system? Yeah, true. Right? True. And then what are the chances that you're also infiltrating into uh, an artery or vein? Are you doing right, you know, there's right. no are, we, are we actually drawing back on that? Yeah. Syringe? Are we actually drawing back? Oh, this one broke on me. Oh. Are, we, are we also drawing back into the fact that, like, hey, maybe are we, you know, because you want to draw back a little bit before you inject into the IM because you want to make sure if you see blood that it's like, oh, I am in a venous or hopefully not an arterial, right? Um, kind of situation. And that point, I wouldn't want to push it because it should be in the actual muscle, muscle. Yep. Um, but muscle. I get it, muscle, muscle. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's the kind of mentation, you know, is to have that sense of like, hey, there's a need behind this, but there's also a, a, a crucial need to understanding um, everything behind this. Um, so, but going back to the uh, dosaging again for uh, analgesia for IVIO, it's 0.1 to 0.2 milligrams per kilogram. IMIN is 0.5 milligrams per kilogram. Um, so follow your protocols, follow your your SOPs, SOGs. We were just talking general what works and what we know is here. Um, if your agency says different, follow that because that is the catch-all for whatever you do. Um, but there's more harm for yourself and for the patient for you to overdose versus for you to underdose in order to find a titrate to effect. Am Correct, I yeah. wrong? Like, would you disagree? Would you argue that? Would you say that I'm uh, uh, a load for even saying that? We want to hear from you. You know, we want to hear what your stance is on that. Is this all this video and this hype just a waste of your time? Or this is actually making you think and, and possibly take out your protocol and be like, what does my protocol actually say? You know? Sure. That's the aspirations I'd, we have. Yep. I'd love to hear from other people who's, who have administered this and what they experience. I want to know. I really am curious. 100%. 100%. And this one here for high dose on this protocol, RSI 
induction of anesthesia, so we're taking their away, is also combative patient, right? Um, one to two milligrams per kilogram IV push. So if we are taking their airway at one to two milligrams per kilogram IV push, but we're suggesting saying this might be the dosaging for combative patients, less learned, prepare to take their airway. <laughs> Absolutely. You know what I mean? Um, yep. That kind of mindset. So it's not just a fix all to make them relax. Tie chart the effect. Yep. That's our goal. Dan, you got anything? No, I think uh, we're addressing the main reason why we're talking about this is the why we do what we do. Think about the why. And that's how I uh, train paramedic students. Um, you're putting them on the monitor. You're doing a 12 lead. Tell me why. You're yeah. doing an IV. Tell me why. It's like Mona. It's, yeah. Right. Oh, Mona, right. Mona. Yes. Like, what was the it, point of doing all that if you're not going to be able to, you know, tell your patient, like, hey, this is the reason why I'm pushing it is because it's an antiplatelet or hey, it's going to relax your, or oxygen, I'm giving you oxygen because that's what your heart needs. It's it's supplementing where your heart is lacking, you know, that yes. kind of thing. Yep. Preload, afterload kind of mindset. Yep. So. So, yep. The titration to effect and the why we do what we do. So, go home. If you're already at home. Whatever it is, think about the why and why you do what you do. Um, I'm doing that now. I am not perfecting this, but I do. And I incorporate it in my daily living. I incorporate it in my work. And I want to know why I'm doing what I'm doing so I can be educated and I can sound, not just sound like I know what I'm talking about, but I do know what I'm talking about. When, when I'm talking to the patient, they're going to be encouraged and comforted that, hey, this guy is taking good care of me because he knows what he's talking about. Right. Should be proud of that. Yep. hundred percent. hundred percent. Vince, you got anything else, brother? No, that's it. I feel like I over-talked it. You know, I feel like, uh, I looked at the no, clock. Man. I'm like, we're at an hour. It's like, I could literally go on for a couple more I hours know. about this. You I know. know. But I think at all, this is kind of the uh, snippet of ketamine to give you all that little understanding of why we so, we get so worked up behind it. Um, we could give you a lot more conversation about this. And I actually want to invite, a specific guest who was witness of my magic behind this um, oh, yeah. was oh, a yeah. medic in a, a organization by where I used to work at. Um, and he, he didn't really understand me. He didn't really get it. And then one day we had a, a patient who was a nurse and she was going through a brain bleed and it was causing so much pressure to where she was chaotic. She was, she was in psychosis. She was combative. And we immediately, you know, the, the, a lot of the medics, when they first showed up, they're like, oh, this is ketamine. we got to push it. And I'm like, slow down. What's going on? Because if this is a head injury and you want to push that much ketamine, you're about to kill her. Um, and I remember the, the way he looked at me was like, because he was, he was lead on it. The way yeah. he looked at me was like, Vince, what do you want me to give? And I was like, I know at that point I gained his, his respect on this. And him and I still yep. chat, you know, he's, he's a great dude. And I think he, he would definitely have some input. Um, he's, he's also a contract, you know, downrange and, and goes overseas in that world too. So he, he definitely understands the game ever since him and I really got it, really got involved, but excellent upcoming episodes, Stay upcoming tuned. episodes. Yeah. So from us all within here, within thin lines, you know, we yep. wish this episode is a benefit for you all, at least inspire you to keep training, keep learning, keep educating, uh, just staying prepared. So it's the WTL podcast where training leads, right? And our philosophy, 
our philosophy here is that responsibility. I mess that up. <laughs> Excellence. <laughs> <laughs> Excellence is your responsibility. <laughs> hey, we just got the coins. We just got them. I mean, they're brand new. So if you have any success and you have any successful stories, any achievements, any, any applauds, any bravo moments, we want to hear from them because this is the only way you're going to earn our chip. Um, yes, and if uh, you are interested in becoming a cadre member, becoming a part of Within Thin Lines, you can reach out to us at cadre, not at cadre, but cadre at WTL Podcast. We're having a hard time tonight. Yeah, it's late. <laughs> Got to put the kids it's to bed, late. you know. Widow James um, on board. Yeah. But yeah, reach out anytime. Questions, concerns, you're interested in joining, hit us up. There you are. So perfect. Have a good night. <laughs>